Welcome to Ebtide Wellness, where you learn mindfulness-based techniques to help you meet the flow of your life. Here, we authentically explore what is going on within us to best meet what is happening around us. There's no stopping life, but we can meet it no matter what the tide. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp, inviting you to be Ebtide Well. Hello, welcome to Ebtide Wellness, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Heather Rupp, and I'm here to wish you a very happy holiday. Kind of. (laughs) I mean, is it a happy holiday? Is it always a happy holiday? Is it ever a happy holiday? I mean, the holiday season, we're sort of like forced forced, um, Hallmark movies, Christmas music, smiles, questions of, hey, what are you doing for the holidays? Um, You know, lots of things that are well-intentioned, but they're not the whole picture. So, of course, we hope for moments that the season can bring when we have more downtime, when we're more likely to see family or friends that matter to us. Of course, in this, we hope that there is good feeling, joy, peace, and it is a happy time of the year. But where there's this expectation, this um, a culture narrative saying that this way it has to be. Holiday is supposed to be the best time of the year and it's perfection. And you're really only supposed to have good feelings and love. And if these things aren't true for you, you know, that's your fault and you're like broken or bad in some way. Doesn't say this explicitly, of course, but when the whole messaging is happy holidays, look at all the smiling children and perfect families and, you know, well-behaved dogs on Santa's lap, <laughs> like it all looks so perfect. Um, if we're not experiencing this and we're not experiencing it all the time, it's easy to kind of be like sad about it or grieving about it. We don't all have the happiest time with you on Christmas. I mean, I don't think most people do. Rates of suicide are up this time of year. Depression, anxiety, very high this time of year. Like last night, I was um, I was like, oh, I'm going to put on some Christmas music and wrap some presents. And I turned on the Christmas music. And it was so annoying and irritating. And I just wasn't there to meet it. And I was like, okay, I can't even. Like, I don't want to listen to um, Mariah Carey sing about what she wants for Christmas. And (laughs) we all know that song. It's a good song. And so I was like, I can't do this. What am I in the mood for? And it was like very clear to me. I was like, I want to play a 90 women's rock playlist on Spotify. Give me some Alanis Morissette. Give me some Gwen Stefani. Give me the the, the great songs about those strong women calling bullshit on the patriarch back in the 90s and um, having some anger about it. That's where I was, and um, that's music that resonated with my holiday cheer, and that's okay. You know, I could still wrap presents another day when maybe I was feeling it more. So in meeting the holidays, I want us to do this mindfully, and that can mean a million different ways of how you handle the stress, how you decide to spend it. There's a billion different ways to meet the holidays mindfully, But what I'm going to focus on today in this podcast is being present with whatever is happening for you, the good, the bad, the pleasant, the unpleasant, and just accepting that all of it's fine. 
It's just as fine to listen to holiday cheerful music as it is to listen to 90s angst women rock. Maybe Argo will be better, I would say. The former um, or later. I always get those mixed up. The 90s rock, it's better. But we can stop putting energy into resisting what we are actually feeling and experiencing and all the energy we put into what we think we should be feeling, experiencing, doing, whatever. And then when we stop putting the resistance and the expectations and the disappointment or the over-control or it has to be this way, then we have more space. And then, oh my gosh, those things that we have been force-fed are supposed to be there when we do it a certain way, then they're actually there when we're doing it our way. We find the peace, we find the joy, we find the happiness that's actually there when we're doing it authentically. And then we have, you know, gratitude that's able to emerge. But if you're not aware of how you're feeling, how the holidays might be bringing things up for you, I know many people who've lost loved ones this year, probably not the happiest time of the year right now to be there without them. So be really honest about what's difficult for you, not to like roll around in the mud of your own depression or anxiety or disappointment, but to say this is true. And then when we see that, we can heal it. And then it kind of moves through. And then there's space to say, but then there's all these other things that I'm feeling too that actually feel pretty good. So on Christmas morning last year, it was the first like real Christmas morning I had that it was just kind of going to be me. And, um, and I could have been like kind of down about it or weird about it or feeling lonely about it. But instead, I made it really fun. I wrapped all these Christmas presents for my dog. Turns out dogs can unwrap Christmas presents. And waking up that morning on my own and then opening some presents that I'd received from my family that I had, I then got to give my dog his Christmas presents and watching him unwrap them and play with them was so joyful. And then I made us a great breakfast and I had a great, great Christmas morning you know, by myself for the first time. And that's because I took off the, it should be a certain way. I should have a certain um, thing to do or not do. And let's just say this is what it is. I got the space for it. Let's, let's bring some joy into it. And so this Christmas morning, I'm actually really excited. I'm going to do the same thing with my two dogs. It's going to be a Christmas unwrapping bonanza. It's going to be so much fun. And then I'm going to go see family later in the day, but first enjoying my space that I realized was quite a nice thing. But all of us have challenges, whether it's family dynamics, whether it's travel headaches, whether it's being disappointed that the peace on earth that is supposed to be around us this time of year is notably absent. Um, whatever it is for you, there's all these external things that are, I'm just like, fuck this. Like the world is not the way that for me appears one that is joyful in all ways. There's so much suffering. There's so much mm, divisiveness. There's so much pointed, conscious, and deliberate bringing down of vulnerable groups and people. It's disgusting. And so it's easy to focus on what's not necessarily the lightest, brightest, best parts of the world and our society and our lives right now. And I don't want you to ignore the, you know, the pain, the anger, the what you feel about this because it motivates us to do better. But we also have to say, okay, but then how is this working for me or against me? How I'm um, 
dealing with the challenges that are outside of myself, that have nothing really that I have any control over. They're having really nothing to do with me. They're outside of myself, and they're really causing some suffering here in the holidays for me or year-round. We can work with that then. How do we be honest about the challenge of the worlds around us? And then how do we support ourselves through that? And then, of course, there are personal challenges that are very real. They can come from within us, feeling um, a lack, a depression, a loss. And those also have to be acknowledged and met with responses that, that actually serve us and don't just bring us down. So to meet the holidays mindfully is to meet ourselves just really honestly. Like, hey, what's going on? And you just might not know until you have a moment of meditation or you have um, some reactivity and you're like, where did that come from? And you take some time to look into it. Or you notice where your preferences are leading you, like certain playlists. And you're like, oh, I might have a little bit of um, patriarchy-directed rage right now, uh, as shown by my playlist choices. So not to judge, but to say what's going on for me. And then this helps us to soften into all the stuff that actually I think is always present, how they are not, the joy, the peace, the love. Um, but we have to mm, swim past the garbage first. So I'm going to share a reading by Tara Brock that I think says this eloquently. She says, fully experiencing our own hurt is the gateway to compassion toward other human beings. Feelings of loss, abandonment, loneliness, and fear are universal, and in that sense, all feelings are created equal. Regardless of what leads us to feel the way we do, our comprehension of what it means to be human is deepened by our own experiences. Our personal lives provide us with the material we need to become fully conscious. If we reject our emotions because we think our experiences are not dramatic or important enough, we are missing out on our own humanity. We honor and value the human condition when we fully inhabit our bodies so we can experience and feel life fully. Accepting our emotions and allowing ourselves to feel them connects us to all human beings. Then when we hear the stories of other people suffering, our hearts can respond with understanding and compassion for all of us. So I love that because it just connects us into that place of love that really is the network in which we're all swimming when we can get beneath all the other things that we're actually living in in terms of our own personal egos and lives and difficult emotions. And when we can actually, you know, sit beneath that stuff, we can connect and then hold each other and ourselves in a different space that's actually valuable and the true meaning of the holidays. There we go. So let's turn it back to you guys. Um, we'll do a few little inquiries here with the intention of being honest and authentic of what circumstances are present for you this year on the holiday season. Um, what challenges or feelings um, are you meeting that might not be the ones that are resonating with the <laughs> messaging of consumer and mainstream culture? So let's start with the circumstances outside of yourself. So the circumstances around you, not within you or of you or particular life or things that you have really a say in, but the stuff in the world, the stuff in the life. What are their challenging circumstances going on um, outside of yourself that might be hard for you right now? 
You can name those. You know, and you don't have to judge or explain or justify why they're challenging for you. But the things that you're like, ugh, this hurts. I don't like this. I'm mad at it or it makes me feel sad. And really notice when you name that, you bring it into the light, these circumstances, instead of just having them sort of in the background, making some chronic strain. How, how do you feel in the presence of these challenging circumstances? Do you feel hopeless, helpless, pissed off, alone, disappointed? And honor the feelings you feel. And in holding these feelings, you know, we can see where our responses to these circumstances are coming from. So how do you respond to these challenging circumstances? Do you turn away? Do you shut down? Is there a way that in honoring your feelings, you can be more responsive? So on a daily basis, I'm deeply saddened by the climate crisis and what many people in you know, corporations and structure have done to the natural world. That makes me very sad. And I could sit with those feelings. But then mobilize. How do I respond? Well, I do all the things I can to buy reusable packaging. I reuse, if I can't, every plastic bag a million times over until it's, you know, disintegrated. I am very conscious about where I put my money in terms of the food I eat. So my feelings can lead to an active response, which actually makes me feel better, like I'm doing something, my little little part that I can. So what about you? When you feel difficult about a circumstance around you, how do you respond? And is there a response that might honor what you're feeling and decrease your suffering and actually help you meet the challenge with a sense of sovereignty and purpose, which actually ultimately is a great outcome. So Oprah says that challenges are gifts that force us to search for a new center of gravity. Don't fight them. Just find a new way to stand. So how could you find a new way to stand, to respond, honoring your feelings in response to these challenges? And of course, we all have challenges within ourselves and our own personal circumstances, whether it's triggering family dynamics or personal expectations of yourself, of your life. Uh, maybe you're single and you wish you had a partner on the holidays. Maybe you've got a huge family and you could be alone on the holidays. You know, there's all sorts of stuff comes up. Maybe you're missing people. Maybe, um, you know, it just, there's a million ways in which we can feel crappy during the holidays because we're told we're supposed to feel amazing and look a certain way. Maybe you can't afford all the gifts you want to give everybody. Maybe you're disgusted by the consumerism, you know, whatever. Um, but within yourself, within yourself, are there challenging circumstances within yourself that are worthy for you to see right now and say, oh, gosh, I'm feeling really down right now. Or I'm feeling really isolated or not seen or this situation that I'm in is really difficult. Noticing the challenging circumstances that are personal to you. 
and how the how you feel. Again, we're always turning back to ourselves, not to the circumstance to fix it, solve it, change it, but to say, okay, well, it's here, so how am I in this situation? What's going on within me in this circumstance? I can't, as Oprah says, fight it, but I can find a new way to stand, but you can't find a new way to stand until you know how you're currently feeling. So how do you feel with this circumstance? What's the truth of it for you? And then how do you respond to it? Do you just sort of melt into a pile of shame or disappointment or or do you do something about it? I'm not saying doing is always the correct response. I mean, often self-care not doing can be the compassionate, skillful response. But it just needs to be deliberate, knowing and conscious what's serving you in the best possible way to meet how you feel about the circumstance. It's often just a frame shift of reference, seeing things a different way, seeing things your way. But first, we just have to know what we're feeling. So once, and you can even list this out, you can even like write it all out, all the challenges I'm feeling during the holidays. How this makes me feel, how I am feeling in these situations. And once you put it out there, once you're saying, yes, this is so challenging, then it's out there. It's out of you. And it doesn't take up so much space within you. You're not fighting it anymore. You're not holding it up anymore. It's just saying, yes, this is here. Like, it's fine. Like, right now, it's like, I don't like that it's cold right now. I don't really love the cold. But I'm not resisting. I'm not trying to change it because I, I can't. <laughs> but it's there. And just saying, like, yeah, it's, it's colder than I find pleasant. Okay, done, done with it. Move on. What are we going to do? I'm going to put on a jacket and go outside anyway. You accept it and you move on. And it's cleared out. So we're not just holding it, chewing on it, ruminating it, walking around with it, feeding it. We're not just like, we're not engaging with it. We're just like naming it, feeling how it feels and saying, okay, so so then what? And then you've got the space cleared out. We've got room to say, okay. You know, I was feeling this way sat with it, moved through. Now there's this other space and inevitably always and forever, there's something within us, the light within us, the hope within us that always is still there. And if you just give it a little room, it will rise to the surface. You are so resilient in that way. We all are. Like I was noticing yesterday, I was going for a walk and I was, um, I was really grumpy. Um, and I was like walking a path that I really like. And I noticed to myself that I wasn't even enjoying the things that usually brought me so much joy of the nature around because I just couldn't even see it with like the furrow in my brow and like the intensity of my eyes. I don't know. I was like all grumpy and strained. And it was like just interesting to watch. I was like, it's so interesting because the grumpiness is completely preventing me from seeing, allowing, receiving all the things around me that usually bring me joy. But I didn't need to change that. I was just like, that's interesting. Um, so, so you know, I did the work to sit with and hold what was the grumpiness about and cleared out. And today I went for a similar walk and I was just like, oh my God, the geese, the water, the winter trees. It was like a sponge for all the beauty and wonder because I'd cleared the space of the challenge that was there from yesterday. So you can become that cheesy Hallmark movie on the inside. You can reach the, <laughs> the peak of um, holiday cheer and authentic joy and peace, not because what's happening looks like 
is so is supposed to be because it's coming from within of saying yes. In darkness, I find light. In lack, I find abundance. In pain, I find healing. So despite the circumstances, despite where life is challenging for you, within you, around you, where are the slimmers or the bonfires of light? Where is there still joy? Like again, for me, maybe it's like your dog opening Christmas presents on Christmas morning. Or where's the love, the gratitude? I look around and I see in our community so many food drives, so many ways in which the community is coming together to make sure that people have what they need this season. And I think that's amazing. When you open your eyes and see all those little streams of effort around us of people being good, it really helps us get out of the mindset that people are bad, the world is bad, things are bad, because there's so much goodness that's actually going on once we have the ability to see it. So despite the challenges around you, within you, of your life, of the world, where can you find joy still? Write that down. Make a note. Acknowledge that. For me, there's still joy in a blue sky. What about for you? What about where you can still find love? Even if you've experienced great loss this year or ever, you know, it still hurts. Where is there still love for you? Where do you see it? Feel it. Where do you still find happiness? Even during the grind of travel or, you know, feeling like you got to be there, do this. Where is there real happiness for you? And where can you still find peace? And where do you still have gratitude? So I want you to keep remembering throughout the holiday season to feel it fully. And that's what meeting the holidays mindfully is, to hold space for all of it, for all of yourself, for all of your experience, not judging it, not saying it's right, it's wrong, just it's there. How does it make you feel? How do you respond? And then in noticing what emerges from being really honest and compassionately non-judgmental with yourself, then ironically, we feel better. We feel better by not trying so hard to feel better. <laughs> We're not trying to pace the smile on, to turn up jingle bells. We're not trying so hard, but just saying, okay, I'm just going to take a few seconds here to breathe and you know, notice that something's hard for me. Well, then, interestingly, then the smile comes at that quick joke someone made. Then you feel that peace when you look out the window at the snowflake or whatever. So meet the holidays mindfully. Take good care of yourself. Go towards what is the holiday joy for you. 
And if that's being alone when everyone wants to be with them, do that. If that's finding your community instead of just staying in loneliness, do that. If it's not giving gifts, if it's giving gifts, if it's cooking a million dishes, if it's deciding to do taken, whatever the holiday joy is for you, whatever helps you meet your challenges so that the love, the gratitude, the peace, the happiness have space for you, do that for yourself. Be that for yourself. We're going to do a short meditation, and then following that, I'm going to have you write down a promise to yourself. So if you can have something to write with after the meditation, all available, that would be good. So we're going to come into meditation now, finding a posture, a position, a situation that works for you. And when you're ready, just going ahead and closing your eyes or lowering your gaze, maybe rolling the shoulders back or taking some neck rolls, doing some way to release the body to turn inward to yourself. So go ahead and just notice the breath. Notice how it feels when your body inhales. Notice how it feels when your body exhales. And let that become more and more of where your attention, your interest is being drawn as a way to turn away from all the external. Just releasing the grasp on the world around you, releasing the eyes looking out around you, releasing the ears, the sounds around you, letting everything be drawn home inward, that place of center on the inhales. On the exhales, releasing Anything that's really pulling you out of yourself. Resting for a few cycles of breath, simply feeling the breath take up and show you the space that's within you. And also release your body and tension surrounding you. Let's go ahead and just let the eyes soften as they're not straining outward. The ears soften the face. No forced attention to things that aren't right for you right now. No forced facial expression. Just let yourself come into authentic, receptive sensing of ears, of eyes, receptive being of face. Allow the tongue and the jaw to relax. You don't have to speak or sing, or you can speak, sing. Relaxing the throat. Let your truth come through. Allow the strain to leave the shoulders and the arms to go heavy. Feeling the chest and the upper back as you're moved with the breath. Allowing the belly to relax. All the way down through the upper legs, through the knees, to the toes. Releasing the challenges from your body. You don't need to carry the challenge, but you can name the challenge, feel what's happening, and not hold it in body. So go ahead maybe and remember where the strain has been coming from you. 
and feel if there's a part of your body that's been holding that and, and naming the challenge and saying, oh, that's hard for me right now. And that acknowledgement, maybe things can soften and let go. And let's, let's really sit into the heart space now. Coming into the heart, how are, how are you feeling? There's been challenges allowing the heart to speak, allowing yourself to really feel what's not had room to speak without judgment, without justification. Just let yourself feel. There's any wounds, difficult emotions, and just allow them to be there, even during the holidays. But we can feel these emotions maybe moving through the exhales, being released from ourselves. We can just kind of sink deeper into that heart space and open up to the heart, hear its beat, feel its beat, feel its resilience, its strength. And there's something deeper there. There's something in that well is there a capacity, potential for joy, no matter what else is around you? And not forcing it, but just remembering what joy feels like. And if anything comes to feeling or field of, of that, allow that to be there. Inviting the possibility of peace. Again, not forcing anything, but opening up spaciousness so whatever peace is there has room to be seen. Happiness. Gratitude. When we give ourselves permission for the holidays to be happy for us and what that means, how does that feel for you? What does that look like for you? Not what it's supposed to be. And as you're coming out of meditation now, I invite you to write down a promise to yourself, completing this sentence. This holiday season, I will support myself by, and keep that promise to yourself. And I'll close with a reading by Jeannie Manchester. I'm grateful for my limits that teach me patience and pace. I'm grateful for challenge, defeat, and loss. They teach me hope is not a light at the end of a dark tunnel. It's the ember burning within me that I forgot to fan. I'm grateful to my teachers for introducing me to myself. I'm grateful for my past that has delivered me to my present. I'm grateful for all I have found and all I've lost. Both remind me I can live with and without. I'm grateful for silence and for laughter and for my ears that can hear both. I'm grateful to my heart that beats and breaks and heals. I'm grateful for the fullness of my life, for the brief, heartbreaking, heartwarming fullness of life. Thank you. I hope you have a happy, in a true way, holiday. And I will see you next time. In the meantime, be Eptide well. Thank you so much for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please support this podcast by clicking the like and subscribe buttons. And why not share it with someone else who might connect with it? I'll see you next time. In the meantime, be uptight well.